This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that surfs the channels of history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're talking about a notorious TV spectacle that later made the leap into language, inspiring a famous expression for when a show passes its prime. The day was September 20th, 1977. During an infamous episode of Happy Days, Henry Winkler's Fonzie jumped over a shark while on water skis. The stunt appeared in the last act of Hollywood, the three-part episode that opened the show's fifth season. Although Happy Days was typically set in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the gimmicky season premiere sent the characters on a trip to sunny California. Along the way, Fonzie and his friends cross paths with an obnoxious local bully known as the California Kid, who challenges the Fonz to a water skiing race. But when the race ends in a tie, the two decide to settle their differences another way, by seeing which of them is man enough to jump over a caged tiger shark. The outlandish plot was a major departure from the show's usual focus on suburban American life in the 1950s. And while most viewers weren't phased by the absurd stunt at the time, it's since become a defining moment in TV history. The phrase, jump the shark, is now used to refer to the point at which a beloved, long-running TV show or franchise begins to decline in quality. A show's jump the shark moment can take many forms, most of which don't involve a literal shark, but it generally hinges on some kind of outrageous plot choice, gimmick, or casting change that feels drastically different from what came before it. The expression was coined in the mid-1980s by two roommates at the University of Michigan and has since been embraced by pop culture fans and critics around the world, though not everyone agrees with its usage. 
Created by prolific producer and filmmaker Gary Marshall, the ABC sitcom Happy Days centered on the squeaky-clean Cunningham family and their circle of friends. The series premiered in January of 1974, and since it was set in the 1950s, it served as a nostalgic escape for viewers who were feeling jaded by the Vietnam War and the other social ills of the era. The show's catchy theme song promised charming, harmless diversion, and the show delivered it in spades. Take a listen. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums. Ready to race to you. These days are When Happy Days began, the de facto lead was modest, upstanding teenager Richie Cunningham, portrayed by the ever-affable Ron Howard. But as time went on, it was Henry Winkler's supporting character, a high school dropout-turned-greaser mechanic named Arthur Fonzarelli, who increasingly stole the show. With his trademark leather jacket, perfectly coiffed hair, and slick demeanor, Fonzie came to represent coolness itself, to a whole generation of young viewers. In fact, Winkler's turn in the role was so iconic that Fonzie's jacket was added to the Smithsonian National Museum of American History in 1980, a full four years before the series left the air. Happy Days entered its fifth season in the fall of 1977, and by that point, the show more or less revolved around Fonzie. The three-part season premiere was no exception. Its story began with a pair of Hollywood talent scouts who enlist Fonzie's service as a mechanic after their limo breaks down in Milwaukee. Believing he could be the next James Dean, they invite him out to Hollywood for a screen test. And since the other cast members were still on the payroll, Fonzie asks the Cunninghams to tag along on his trip to Hollywood. Once there, the Fonz's masculine pride is threatened by his West Coast counterpart the spoiled leader of a bunch of teenage beach bums who calls himself the California Kid. Annoyed by Fonzie's laid-back bravado, the Kid challenges him to a water skiing competition, an activity which the landlocked Wisconsinite knows nothing about. But since the Fonz doesn't back down from a dare, he trades his jeans for a bathing suit and straps on a pair of water skis, while still wearing his leather jacket, of course. After a bit of practice, Fonzie manages to keep pace with the kid in the big race, prompting his rival to up the stakes. He suggests that they take turns jumping over a live shark that's been enclosed in a netted area, waiting to be moved to a nearby tourist attraction. And while the California kid ultimately chickens out of his own challenge, the Fonz follows through and lands the jump unharmed. Afterward, he and Richie have a heart-to-heart -heart about the deeper meaning of the stunt and why he was willing to risk his life on a dare. Take a listen. We did it. Yeah, he did the challenge. Yeah. But what did you really win? Ah, oh, come on, Red. How often does a guy like me get the bump off a guy like that? I mean, he's got the best boat money can buy. He's got custom skis. He's got a Porsche. Yeah, he does. He gets everything handed to him on a silver platter. Yeah, but the thing is, you and me, Red, we're different. See, we're doers. We're doers. Yeah. You knew all the time that you were going to make it, huh? Yeah, I did. The decision to have the Happy Days cast visit California makes sense as a rating stunt. TV shows often use vacation getaways as a way to grab attention for a season premiere. 
but the choice to center a three-part episode on a water skiing race is a bit more baffling. However, it wasn't as random as it seems, as Henry Winkler was an avid water skier and used to be an instructor before getting into acting. According to him, his father had pressured him into telling the producers about his unusual skill in the hope that they'd find a way to write it into the show. The Hollywood episodes finally offered a suitable excuse, so they wrote several scenes where Fonzie practices the sport, culminating in his daring leap over a tiger shark. As Winkler told Oprah Winfrey in 2015, quote, I did all the water skiing except for the jump. They wouldn't allow me to. Well, I also couldn't do the jump. I don't know how to do that. On September 20th, 1977, 30 million viewers tuned in to watch Fonzie jump the shark, but there was very little commentary about it afterward. For most, it was just a pleasantly silly stunt, not a harbinger of doom for their favorite TV show. In fact, Happy Days was only at the halfway point of its run at that point. The show would continue on for another six seasons after the shark jump, coming to an end in 1984. It wasn't until a few years later that Fonzie's aquatic escapades began to take on new meaning. As the story goes, a group of undergrads were having a late-night bull session at the University of Michigan, discussing the inevitable dip in quality of long-running TV shows. A student named Sean Connolly argued that Hollywood Part 3 was the tipping point for Happy Days, and that similar off-the-wall moments in other shows should be considered examples of jumping the shark. Connolly's friend group latched onto the expression and used it for years, but it was later popularized by his roommate, comedy writer and radio host John Hain. In 1997, Hain started a website called jumptheshark.com, which logged hundreds of examples of times when beloved TV shows jumped the shark. The website is long gone by this point, but the phrase and the idea of pinpointing a show's moment of decline lives on. Of course, assessing the quality of a TV show is a subjective act, and not everyone agrees on which episodes or storylines should be considered jump-the-shark moments. Ron Howard, for example, doesn't think the Hollywood arc was when Happy Days went off the rails, though he readily admits the story had its flaws. When asked about it decades later, the filmmaker said, quote, The Hollywood episode was really a jumbled mess from a writing standpoint. I remember thinking, creatively, this was not our greatest episode, but I thought it was a pretty good stunt, and I understood why they wanted to do it. But the thing that has to be remembered about the jumping the shark idea is that the show went on to be such a massive success for years after that. So it's a kind of fun expression, and I get a kick out of the fact that they identified that episode, because granted, you know, maybe it was pushing things a little too far, but I think a lot of good work was still done after that show and audiences seem to really respond to it forever. The shark jumper himself, Henry Winkler, is of a similar mindset. In a 2018 interview, he told reporters that he wasn't embarrassed in the slightest by the phrase or the episode that spawned it. Every time they mentioned it, and it was in the newspaper, he said, they had a picture of me water skiing. And at that time, I had great legs, so I didn't care for one minute. We were number one for five years after that. What did I care that there was a phrase? One person who very much did care, though, was Fred Fox Jr., the man who wrote the much-maligned episode. In 2010, 
He penned an op-ed for the LA Times objecting to the idea that his episode marked the show's downturn. He argued that the phrase, jump the shark, was reductive and misguided, especially since, in the case of Happy Days, the show continued to be a ratings juggernaut for years afterward. Whether or not you agree that strong ratings indicate high quality, Fox was right to point out that the strangeness of his episode had been overblown. In fact, Fonzie's shark jump wasn't even the weirdest thing to happen on Happy Days that season. Nineteen episodes later, the once-grounded sitcom introduced Mork from Ork, an alien visitor played by comedian Robin Williams. It's probably too late to ditch the phrase, jumping the shark, but if you ask me, meeting Mork would be much more appropriate. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.